But look, man, look. You know I can't eat dairy products, right? Yes. So I know, like, when I go to Waffle House, obviously the toast is going to have butter on it. Or the waffle is going to have probably butter in its ingredients. I don't put any butter on it, but I'm sure, like most things, butter is everywhere, dude. The struggle is real. Like, it is in almost every <laughs> – like, outside of, like, natural ingredients, any dish – Usually that involves like it, oh, dude, it's so fucked. But I know these things. I'm very aware of these things. But sometimes you gotta bite the bullet because like that food is too damn good to just be like I can't eat that. <laughs> sometimes it's the worst of pain and the consequences. Yeah, and I'm I'm probably gonna be at home all day today. So if anything you know flares up, I'll be all right. Like I, I won't be in the middle. I'll, I do have to go Christmas shopping today, which I'm dreading because like. Uh, it's gonna suck, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude. What's your my order when I go is all star breakfast uh, with an order of bacon. I sub sometimes I get the grits and the hash browns, but usually I sub out the grits for the hash browns, like I did this morning. Uh, what do you okay. what do you usually get when you go to the Waffle House? So I get a coffee and a water, mm-hmm. and I get the all star uh, plain waffle. Bacon over light. Mm-hmm. So it's like chewy bacon. Yeah. Uh, usually it's over easy eggs and hash browns. Yeah, that's where it's at. I mean, that, that's what you go to. So that way you have the, the yolk that you can then soak up with the toast and everything. Whatever's left, you can make it with your hash browns. Yeah, buddy. Oof. You know, I don't oh, know... <laughs> I don't know where I'll end up in life, you know. I really hope, you know, I I become successful in something and, you know, take off and, you know, have a wonderful, uh, enriching, rewarding uh, career. I really hope at no point in my life am I ever too good to go to eat, eat at a Waffle House. Preach it. I am right there with you, my man. <laughs> All right, uh, let me – you ready to get started? Ready when you are. Hold on, let me take another sip. My tea is still very hot, so I'm taking baby sips. Uh, anyway, okay, <laughs> let's do this. Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. Uh, we've been gone for, I think, a month or so because of I was traveling during Thanksgiving. But we're back. Uh, we we'll probably won't be able to do another one before Christmas. I doubt it unless I sneak one in. But this will probably be the last episode of the year. So... Hope it's it's going to be a special one. I can guarantee you that. Um, I'm joined today by my brother from another mother, Justin Hartwell. How are you doing this morning, man? Doing all right, John. Good to be back. It's been a second since I've been back on here. Yeah, dude. You were at the beginning, like right before, back in April, right before Infinity War. Like it's been that long. Oh wow, it has been that long, hasn't it? <laughs> Can, you know what I noticed though? Uh, a little that? bit of trivia involving you as a guest. Okay. You were my first guest. You were actually on the demo, uh, which I think only two people in the world have heard. Uh, and you were on episode one, and now you're on episode fifty-one. So congratulations, sir! Wow, fifty-one. Yeah, we're at fifty-one. This is episode fifty-one. 
Yeah, man, fucking, I think June next year will make three years. Uh, I'll probably be able to, just as a note to anyone, to the audience listening, uh, I will probably be able to do uh, two more, maybe three. I don't know, dude. It's like I really want to do like two more, but at the same time, I really like to wrap it up in like the end of January. So maybe I can sneak two more in January. Uh cap out with like 52 or 53 episodes this volume and then volume four should be coming out probably in april i think probably right before you know what we'll probably do we'll probably do another episode about uh a certain avengers four that's coming out in april so and game of thrones is also coming out in april so that's something to talk about as well well it's like you also have uh aquaman coming out in april or no aquaman next week yeah yeah, for real. We actually hadn't talked. You and I hadn't talked for a good while. Like we kept trying to talk for like two months, just sit down and have like one of our hour and a half long conversations. Yeah. And we finally got to do that this past week, and we were like, "Oh man, we got to do a pod." Like I've been wanting to do a pod with you for a while since, again, like we established, you haven't been on in a good while, so a good minute. So uh, yeah, it was nice catching up. I miss you every day, brother. Hey, dude, the only way life could be better is if you were living closer. That's all I could say. <laughs> hey, man. So we have a lot to cover. Uh, the, some things have gone down while the pod's been away for a month. We have some things to look forward to. Um, and then, you know, this will be a very – this will be a good insight into what our normal conversations are off the pod because we're going to talk about a lot of fun shit, and then we're going to get into some heavy shit at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a, that's a day in the life of our conversations, man. Uh, again. Yeah, that's a, like for people listening. That's how it usually goes. Usually, Justin and I talk. We catch up on some, you know, some comic book shit or some movie shit or something in general. Usually, in the Saints, which we're not going to talk about, uh, not yet. Um, you know what? I will say though, if the Saints knock on wood, if the Saints make it to the Super Bowl, I might do a pod on that in February. But that's probably the only reason I would ever do one in February. Anyway. Anyway, so so we usually catch up on some bullshit, and then we usually either you or I have something to really talk about. Like <laughs> this last uh, this last conversation, if I can, I'll div- I'll divulge just a little bit. It involved women uh, for, on my side, and you know what? Last night, eh, you got to take it on the chin sometimes. Sometimes things just don't. I guess the, it didn't not work out. It just didn't like. It was kind of like a non-starter, I guess. Would you say you, you didn't have, you didn't have the opportunity to see if it was going to come to fruition or not? Yeah, it was a bummer. And then, like an idiot, I forgot to. I knew it was going to rain last night, and it was cold. Dude, it was so cold last night. It was like forty something <laughs> degrees, and it was raining. And so I had to walk back to my car after that kind of like, like a waste of my time, kind of to an extent. Oh, man, it, that's not, it was movie-esque and just walking out in the cold rain. <laughs> Man, look, I, I, I'm, of all the Charlie Browns in the world, I'm the Charlie Browniest, I swear. Uh, but no, and then we talk, yeah, we usually get something off our chest, and then, so, without much further ado, let's get started into the fun shit. Uh, well, this isn't really something fun, but this is something we were, we did want to talk about on the pod. Stan Lee, Stan Lee Martin Lieber, passed away on November 12th, so it's been... This episode will come out on uh, uh, this Wednesday, the twelfth of December. So it's been a month. It's it was a bummer. Although I mean, he was he was ninety five years old. I mean, he lived a full life. Justin, what did Stanley mean to you? He was he, 
it, it was almost like that, like that uh, distant family member. Yeah. That whenever you did get a chance to see him, it was nothing but, you know, hey, how are you? And very sincere and comforting and just an all-around great person. That's kind of what he felt like to me, and, I'm assu- and I can only assume most other people, you know, he's been in all, every Marvel movie date as far as I know almost all of them he's been in like some of the early stuff and like I know he wasn't in Apocalypse uh, yep. uh I don't remember I, don't, I know he wasn't in it wasn't in Apocalypse for health reasons wasn't it I think so but also notoriously he was not in the 2014 or 2015 I can't remember Fantastic Four like that bomb of that awfulness of a movie that we've talked about oh, before. Yeah. He wasn't in that one. I know that one. Yeah, I, I think he put, he put out a, a a tweet or something saying, "Well, the movie would have been better if I had made a cameo in it." Probably. Ugh, fuck that movie. Uh, but I would say <laughs> he was in ninety percent or more of all Marvel films, like in recent history. Yeah. And it's just one of those, like you know, little treasures of you know, you're watching a Marvel movie. For the movie, but then you're also like, okay, where's Stanley going to be at? Where where's his cameo going to be come in? Yeah, and you know, it's it's just one of those. He's an icon, and an almost like subtle ish way. It's, it's hard to describe. Like he's one of the he's the co creator of Marvel. Mm-hmm. And he was so hands on and had his cameos, and they weren't big. They're just nice little. Mm-hmm. You know, two, three line snippets, and that was it. So he's very in the background and kind of popping and saying hey every so often. So it's, yeah. it's hard to describe. Well, uh, I, I'll tell you what Stanley meant to me, man. Stanley was uh, obviously he was a, a co creator and creator of a lot of things that you and I and millions of people in this world hold dear. Uh, probably even billions of people at this point, but. He was also he was an entertainer. Like he wasn't a singer, he wasn't a dancer. He was he was he was an entertainer though. He wanted to provide entertainment to the masses. And the best way he knew how to do that was, you know, with a pen and paper and writing. And as a guy who's tinkered with writing and dabbled in writing, I appreciate that immensely because he if I can give a little bit of Marvel history, the history of Marvel Comics proper Stanley started at Timely Comics. It was called Timely Comics back then at age 19. So he literally was – and he worked at Marvel I think until he was like 70 or 60 and then he was named Chairman Emeritus. Like the, the only time he didn't work at Marvel was when he was actually in World War II. Like he literally – like he was in he, – he, he was a teenager. He was 19 when he started there. He started there as like an intern or like an assistant or something like that and then he wound up being editor of – the entire thing and then then that leads to he was miserable for years and then he created fantastic four co-created fantastic four and then i mean fuck the first comic he ever wrote on was a captain america comic like he didn't create captain america but he he wrote for captain america like pre-world war Two. so and i just i was very sad that he that he left that he's that he's no longer with us um, but I was just so grateful and like, it's just, it's very complicated because as anyone, as you, as Justin and I know, and as anyone who's familiar with the history of like comic books here, Stanley 
like genius, brilliant writer, like transformed the medium. Like at his time, he was ashamed to admit he wrote comic books because it was an embarrassment back in his day. But now that is like that's a legitimate career, and people are like, "Oh my God, you write comics? That must be so awesome." But so the complications arise for me is because he was involved in a lot of shady shit. The keyword, the, 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 the umbrage I took with a lot of people when he passed was that he said that his name was, it was Stan Lee, creator of Spider-Man, X-Men, blah, 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 passes away. I'm like, well, he co-created that. Like, and that's kind of been the whole issue with Stan Lee behind the scenes is that he kind of always made sure either his name was in front of like Stanley presents or created by Stanley and in lowercase letters the the other writer or other artist or something like that. So yeah. He was a glory hog and he definitely was a showman and definitely liked to put his face like even even the cameos you just speaking of although they were like little throwaways, he always wanted his face out there and he always wanted to be famous and he always wanted to be a showman, and I can't fault him for that. But there was some shady shit that he did. I won't go into details. Like I don't have, we don't have the time to go into all the cases allegedly. Yeah. But he kind of like, it was kind of like, uh, you could have been a better dude about that. But overall, I'm a, I'm eternally grateful to this man because without him, uh, Steve Ditko absolutely had an, a major influence in Spider-Man. But the the impetus the the thought of creating a teenager with superpowers with problems with real life problems and like with great power comes great responsibility that came from stan lee like i i I just without him i wouldn't have spider-man in my life and that is a life that i do not i'm glad i do not live in (laughs) agreed (laughs) so like imagine try to imagine a world where he didn't have that kind of influence or didn't get into that job frame and Marvel would either be non-existent or be totally different than what we know today. Yeah, I mean, without Stan Lee, I mean, God, he... It's sad. Even a month after the fact that he passed away, like, I was very upset the day it happened and, like, the couple of days afterwards as well. It just... It's just sad because... But I'm also happy for him because I'm not religious, but if I were religious, I'm glad that... I mean, he only ever was with one woman his entire life, Joni, his wife of, like, 75 years. Uh, Yeah. So if you believe in that sort of thing, um, which I know you do, Justin, is at least they're back together, you know, in a better place and stuff like that. Uh, It's a nice thought. It's not something I necessarily believe in, but it is a nice thought. Um, And I'm glad that he lived to see his characters appreciated. Like, he, 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 he got to see the glory days of his creations. Like... Like, I mean, there was a time where they were the biggest comic book stars, and now you could argue they're the biggest movie stars. Like, Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Thor, Spider-Man, all these characters, the X-Men to an extent, they're all, like, profitable. They're all worth billions of dollars. And it's all back to him, man. So... Blows my mind, man. Yeah, he will be missed. And thank you again, Stanley. I would like to say I speak for everyone that, like, we can't thank you enough, and we appreciate that, you know what, you gave us something special. Anyway. Rest man. But let's talk about some of the worlds he helped create. A couple of trailers dropped this past week uh, that you and I were both excited for. Uh, yep. And we have another trailer that's supposed to drop today, probably while we're recording. Uh, I heard that the new Spider-Man trailer is supposed to drop around like one, in between 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock my time. 
So, really? yeah, so it's probably going to happen right after we're done recording. So we're not going to get to talk about that. But let's talk about the two that did drop. First up is Captain Marvel. Uh, what did you think, man? I think it looks great. I like, I kind of like the idea that they're going with that it's, uh, that it's amnesia that's kicking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that she doesn't 100% know where she's from yeah. or how she got there. If, I'm, then, if I may interrupt, like, a, a lot of, like, me and Justin are probably more aware of this than the casual listener or casual fan, but, like, Captain Marvel, there's been several Captain Marvels, and there's, like, always, like, a different origin story, and it's changed over the years, so if you don't know the origin story of Captain Marvel and you want to see this movie, don't don't worry about that because it doesn't matter it's so it's so up in the air about so many different versions and so many different ways so don't feel bad if you're not like how did she get her powers it's like don't even fucking worry about that just go into the movie but yes i totally agree yeah so i like the way they're doing that i like how you know they're starting off with the original kree outfit and then changing it over yeah definitely um i'm just i'm just really really pumped to see it because it just again it's the new Marvel character and the young Sam Jackson, I just can't wait for. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be dope. Uh, I'm also really excited about the '90s setting, like it's set in the '90s. Yep. And that's gonna be. Ooh, I just know there's gonna be so many delicious Easter eggs from our childhood, man. Like. <laughs> it's gonna be a trip down memory lane in yeah. more ways than one, and I cannot wait. Dude, yeah, I think it's set in '95 or '96 or something like that, and we were both—I mean, we were—we were kids, we were little kids, but we also had—I mean, we were aware of certain things and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, dude, I'm really excited because uh, I'm just—I'm like, fuck yes, let's go deeper. Like everyone's like, wow, this kind of Marvel scene is kind of blown up. What else do you? What else could they possibly have to make? I'm like, y'all don't even fucking know how deep this well goes. Like. Y'all don't even know. Yeah, y'all don't even know. And I'm just excited that they're going more cosmic and more, like, alien and stuff like that. And I'm excited about Brie Larson. And uh, I am kind of worried. Look, this is just a minor nitpick. I'm sure it'll be cleaned up before the movie comes up. But some of the CGI looked kind of video gamey. I'm not that... Look, man, I'm not... I'm not saying the movie's gonna... That's gonna ruin a movie for me. I'm just saying, like, I noticed in the trailer, I was like... Oh, that looks kind of like like video gamey right there. Hopefully they kind of clean that up. But, you know, I'll probably enjoy it nonetheless because it looks fucking awesome. And it involves the Kree Skull War. I'm like, holy fuck, we have a Kree Skull War on a major motion picture screen. What the fuck is life right now? Well, let's think, when they said scroll, I started losing my mind. And then that now opens up the scroll invasion. Yeah, secret invasion, yeah. The secret invasion. Yeah. So, I'm I'm I really hope this goes the way I want it to go. Yeah, man, it's gonna be. And then she's, uh, it's like I just know that this that's gonna be like a a huge appetizer before the next film we're about to talk about, um, or the next yeah. trailer we're about to talk about. But like, it's just like. I'm I'm like fuck yes, let's do this all day, bro. Like I can't. I, I hope the bubble never bursts. Like, I hope it never, like, it goes the way of the Westerns because I'm just like, I just want all of this. I want, like, people like, ooh, three films a year, that's too much. Fuck you, that's not enough. Give me four films a year. I don't care. Uh, much story and background that is out there yeah. that hasn't even been, like, even mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
goes beyond what they've even touched on right now. And now, has yeah. for decades. And I have to apologize publicly to you because I, I told you, I think I said many, many years ago, that there's no way Fox would ever give up X-Men. Yeah. I told. I think I told you. There's no way. It's not possible. They will die. They will burn down as a company before they sell that shit back to Marvel. And my brother, you were right, man. I totally blew that one. And now they have that. They have the fan. They're probably. Gonna, they're gonna have the Fantastic Four back, which, like, hopefully they'll do a good Galactus and Doctor du- Dude. It's, it's just like y'all don't even know. Like they could go till 2050 probably. It's that deep, and they could just keep going. It doesn't fucking matter. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, the next one, the big one that just ca- happened. And you know, for as excited as we are, it didn't really reveal much. It didn't really, like, the the Avengers Endgame, it finally got a title. That yeah. just came out um, on Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. It was, I think it was Friday, right? Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely yesterday. You know, first off, it was awesome. Um... As much as I dislike Tony Stark as a character, that opening bit with him leaving a message for Pepper, I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of sweet." And like, but it didn't really reveal anything. It kind of just was like, "Oh, this is what happened like immediately after the snap." Yeah. Well, so honestly, yeah. I like what they did with it. Mm-hmm. I like that it was subtle. I like that it was basically, hey, this movie's coming out. Yeah. And that's it. They had a nice little tease of uh, Hawkeye taking up the Ronin mantle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, man, they like... Ant-Man got back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So we definitely... I guess the big reveals are like... Hey, Ant-Man, like anyone who didn't didn't or did not see Ant-Man and the Wasp, there was some... I'll just say, I won't go into details because we don't want to spoil it for anybody who might want to watch it, but basically there was a chance that they were like... Ant-Man was basically like hanging in a, almost a literal cliffhanger, and you were like, yep. uh, how the fuck is he going to get out of this one? Um, but luckily you see that, okay, he's, he's alive, and now he's back. Um, but yeah, dude, it looks... It's just like... It's basically just like, hey, these people fucking lost, and this is how they feel about it. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it literally, all it did was bring in Hawkeye and Ant-Man, since they were both missing from Infinity War. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I mean... That's, you, that's all it did. Yeah. It's... It was so... It's so not much, but it also just is just like, God damn, this movie can't get here fast enough. Fuck. Exactly. And, and, and again, I like how, they, how they're keeping it all under wraps. Yeah, yeah. I love how they're keeping every, everything minute mm-hmm. and very simple and nothing, not too many details. Yeah. I cannot wait. So here's, here's what I think, and let me know what you think about this. Um... So that was a teaser trailer, and anyone familiar with the movie business, usually there's a teaser, which is just like, you know, it doesn't go into the plot as much. They kind of like just a preview. It's ju- it's a glorified preview. It's like, hey, boom. And then a, uh, and then the full trailer, a theatrical trailer, is 
it goes into like okay this is what this movie is about like that's generally how it goes usually there's a teaser and then there's a trailer and there might be one or two trailers before the movie comes out right so i imagine that a, a full trailer like i think captain marvel comes out hold on when does captain marvel come out basically what i'm saying is that i think that the full trailer a more in-depth trailer comes out it comes out on comes out on march 8th all right so it comes out like five weeks six weeks before uh uh, Avengers Endgame, right? So what my theory is that it'll come out and then two weeks later, about a month before Endgame comes out, a full trailer, like a full, full trailer for Endgame will come out. Let me, but I'll... Gonna, yeah, do you think ahead. they're going to do what they did last year and put a, a trailer during the Super Bowl? They might do something like that, but it, it might go just for Captain Marvel. Like, it might just be that. True. Um, but yeah... I mean, but then again, they only have like 30 seconds to a minute for a Super Bowl commercial. So it's like, I mean, what what do you expect out of that? Just more teasing, right? Like, but my theory, but my question is like, if they release like a trailer, a full trailer for Endgame a month before the movie comes out, um, and that'll probably be announcing like pre-order tickets are available, stuff like that as well. Do you yeah. need another trailer? Do you need any more footage of this movie? No. Yeah, absolutely. No, it- if they were to say, hey, we're not dropping any more trailers, we're going to leave it at this one teaser, and that's it, and that's all you're getting until the movie, yeah. I'd be totally happy with it. Yeah, what more do you need? Like, what? Like, I, like we have a Spider-Man trailer coming today, like we mentioned. That's going to yeah. tease. I don't know how they're going to avoid, like, kind of revealing, okay, how the fuck did Spider-Man, how the fuck is Spider-Man back? Like, I'm like, how is that going to work? Like, I didn't think they would do a trailer for Far From Home. I didn't think they would do that. Like, I thought they would wait a little bit longer. I don't know, man. I just like, okay, so you're kind of going to reveal something that's going to happen in Endgame in a trailer today? So why? <laughs> I mean, they might not. It might, like, introduce a different aspect to it. You never know. Yeah, the villain of the new film, Far From Home, is Jake Gyllenhaal is playing Mysterio, which should be interesting because, like, he's not, he can't, like go round for round like physically with spider-man like he can't punch yeah. spider-man that's not a thing that mysterio does but it will be interesting to see how they kind of either like amplify his power that he can or how they're gonna deal with like because he's like he makes a good like comic book read but as far as film like action it's like well he can only do like illusions and shit and like i don't know We'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, he's, he's very... He, he messes with your mind. He yeah. gets inside your head, and that's how he, quote-unquote, beats you. Yeah. Well, they the one of the criticisms of uh, Homecoming, which I don't know why you would criticize that movie. It was almost perfect. Uh, <laughs> was the fact that the action scenes in Homecoming were kind of lacking. Like, there, was, there were chase scenes, and they were like, you know... But but the like the action like the one on one like bad guy versus good guy scene at the end was kind of like eh you know I mean it was fine uh, but I'm not complaining but it'll be very interesting to see what they do with Mysterio but yeah Captain Marvel and Endgame God it's gonna be a great year in 2019 man it's, it's, it's gonna be a hell of a year for movies man and we do have okay here we go <sighs> we do have one more film coming out before the end of the year 
uh, Aquaman. Justin, I'm going to let you take this one to go with. Uh, you said you're going to go see it, right? No, I'm probably going to go see it because I know my roommate, uh, Jess, is probably going to go see it opening night. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably like go as a group and you know do like a big friend thing. But, I mean, honestly, again, just from the trailer, and who knows how it's going to be in natural film. Yeah. Um, but I am very happy that they finally started to lighten things up like color scheme wise yeah um cause you know if anyone has listened prior to our conversations on the topic uh DC was very grayscale yeah after the Dark Knight hit for and it was like copy and paste across the board which was one of the big uh you know uh criticisms yeah against against them and the movies so the fact that this one actually has, you know, the traditional golden green outfit at the very end of it. The fact that, um, Mirda? Mirror, yeah. Mirror, her hair is like bright red, which is, you know, what she's known for. Yeah. And, you know, and everything's just bright and vibrant. And it's, that, that right there gives me a little bit of hope that it's actually some kind of aesthetically pleasing as yeah. of right now. So, again, who knows? DC might flood and say, you know what? It's too bright. Turn it back down some. Yeah. For the final product. Who knows? But I have, of course, it's a DC film, so I do have some reservations about it. Yeah. But it could be similar of how Wonder Woman was in the in the way that it's a breath of fresh air and a good, and a step in the right direction. Yeah. That DC needs to go. Ah, look. Alright, look. Do I want this film to be successful? Yes. Because it does look fun. I, I, I 100% echo and 100% agree with everything you said. I want Wonder Woman 2 to be successful. I do. I really do. But I can't. I can't. I, look, okay, I think I told you. I might go see this movie. If... You see it and tell me it's worth seeing because you know what kind of films I like and what I won't tolerate in a film. So I'm I'm waiting on your review, but like I just can't get past. And this was a big criticism we had of Justice League, both of us. Aquaman was so brotastic in that film, and it was so ugh. And yeah, I'm just like I don't want to sit through a two-hour film of that. Like I don't want to sit through. Like frat Aquaman, like it's just like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to deal with that. That's just, it's not. Oh, I don't want to see that kind of Aquaman. But uh, but yeah. We can only hope that he'll lose a bit of that persona. Yeah. As the movie progresses, and he realizes he needs to be like a hero king. Grow the fuck up. (laughs) Uh, I said, grow the fuck up. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully he'll come into that correct persona he's supposed to have but yeah uh i will say yeah i will say the one thing that did like when i first saw it in the first trailer i saw of this uh black manta like people who are not aware like black manta is a famous villain of aquaman and he looks absolutely ridiculous like he looks he basically is a giant like fish man like okay so he's a dude that wears like a bot like a a bodysuit an armored suit 
but his head is gigantic and he has two giant bug eyes. Yeah. And I think, like, he looks objectively ridiculous. But I think he looks fucking awesome. And I saw the footage of what he looks like in the movie and I'm like, oh my god, they're not trying to, like, make him look cooler. Like, cooler in quotation marks. They're, yep. like, they're, they're steering into the ridiculousness and I'm like, it's it's just like what you said about the orange and uh, uh, green pants, but even more so, like, I'm... The only reason I would go to see this movie, like, of my own, just free will, is to see Black Manta, because I think he looks so cool and so ridiculous in the best kind of way. Well, it's like they're finally realizing that we don't need to change our characters or anything. We just need to feed into it and make it more... Yeah. ...film-worthy. Like, that's all you have to do. And it's not that hard of a concept. And it looks like they're finally starting to understand that concept. Granted, no, a little little too late, but... Yeah, it took them long enough. It took them long enough, but hopefully this will be the steps in the right direction where they're finally pulling their heads out of their ass. Like, oh, this does work. We don't have to make everything like the Dark Knight, and we can feed into, you know, the comic book side of these things instead of trying to make it more lifelike. Yeah, dude. I, I, I saw when I when at first when I heard that Black Manta was gonna be and I'm like oh shit they're probably gonna do they're gonna probably gonna fuck that up but man when I saw that trailer with him in the giant like black bodysuit with the giant head and the bug eyes and the red eyes are shooting lasers out of it I was like okay I might go see this film just for that <laughs> that might be worth the price of admission right there I am now intrigued I am very intrigued sir so yeah again. I don't have anything against DC. No. The characters. I don't have anything against them. I actually love... There are certain Supermans, Batmans, Green Lanterns, Flashes. There are certain versions of these characters that I like. The problem is, I saw Man of Steel. I saw Batman vs. Superman. And I saw Justice League. And that's like three strikes right there. Like, I just... I've been burned too many times. Wonder Woman... I thought that was too little too late. Maybe if I see this, I'll be like, okay, maybe give him, you know, a few more chances. Because I'm just like, I don't, I don't fucking care anymore about any of these people or these characters. Yeah, and we're just kind of sweeping Suicide Squad under the rug, too. Like, Oh, yeah, four strikes. My bad. I forgot about four strikes. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking ridiculous. <sighs> but maybe Shazam will be good, too. Who knows? Shazam, I'm... I don't know yet. Like, I feel like they're feeding into like the childishness. Yeah, a bit too much, but yeah. Isn't the Rock supposed to be Black Adam? Yeah, but I don't think he's he's not in this. I think I think he's either gonna do his own film first, and then they're gonna meet in a sequel or some bullshit. Who the fuck cares? I do. I just like that's the other thing. That's the other thing about DC. Uh that's just been so fr- frustrating with the with as a fan base because they're like they 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 have this tendency like Marvel rarely announces something that they're not that doesn't come to fruition like they will b- pretty much what they announce is what you're gonna get like that's what you can expect it like without a doubt DC has like announced so many different films, so many different directors, so many different this and that, so many release dates that have been pushed back or completely removed off the schedule. And it's just like, why are we wasting our time with you? You keep jerking us around. It's like, uh, 
I don't know. I, I don't. I don't fucking care. Like that's the great thing. Like even if I go see Aquaman and it's good, it'll be like, well, pleasant surprise. It, it'll be a nice surprise, and if it's bad, then you're then you're. Uh, it's only uh, it's only a couple hours out of my day. Couple hours the other day, but you're also. Oh, what's the word? You're you're confirmed. You're a. Uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, like, bro. <laughs> all I know is that if the if the movie's bad, you assumed as much, and it's a couple hours out of your day. If yeah. It's good. You're pleasantly surprised, and you walk away happy. So. Yeah. As as long as it's not, I I don't think I'm gonna like it. Or you know what I think's gonna happen? I'm. A, it's the same thing with Wonder Woman. I'm gonna be like, oh, well, that was nice. Exactly. Like, hey. But I had the exact same feeling about Ant-Man and Wasp. It's like, well, that was nice. I'm like, I shouldn't... Like, DC, your top-tier characters should not be on the same level as Marvel's C-level characters. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't... Yeah. I'm just like... (laughs) Oh, man, DC. Oh, boy. Anyway... Let's let's Yeah, we could talk like this is why we only do we do when we do episodes it's just about this one topic because we could talk for hours on it. But we do have some meaningful stuff to get into. Uh uh we talked about this when we last talked on the phone um because I've been debating doing this topic for a while and and I didn't know who to talk to about it, but I figured you'd be best because there's a lot of trust and you know goodwill and we're 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 in a safe space around each other, so I figured you'd be best to deal with this. So I had some thoughts. I was I don't I don't remember where it was, but I was I was I think I was driving somewhere. I had this thought about reasons versus excuses. Okay, so yep. just to give my personal definition of what that dynamic is, like uh, a reason is a reason. It's just the way. It's just the cause, or you know the thought behind something, right? That's just a reason. An excuse is, you know, it's it's an excuse for something, usually bad, that absolves one of either blame or fault. Perfect example I can think of, right? A parent slaps their child across the head, right? Yep. A reason is I wanted to cause my child pain. Right, which is a dick move. You shouldn't do that. That's that's fucked up. You should not do that shit. But yeah. if your excuse is, I had to discipline them. That's an excuse. Like a reason is, like I want I had to hit my child because I had to hit my child or I wanted to hit my child. An excuse is, I had to hit my child because I had to get them in line or just something to that effect. Like, uh, like I was late for work. Why? Because of traffic. It's like okay, that's an that's a reason. That's not an excuse. Like, or I was late. I was late for work. Why? My I, I caught a flat tire. You know, it's like that kind of dynamic where it's like just give me like a reason is just like oh well you know, I I I I didn't plan ahead properly. An excuse is something happened or there's a re- there's an excuse behind it that excuses away this mistake or bad behavior. Okay. That's the premise we will be working on for this conversation, okay? Yeah. So the reason I want to talk about it is because, like, I've, I've done some evaluation. Like, we're both we'll, – I'll be 29 next month. You'll be 29 in May. And, you know, 30's coming. You know, like, it's it's going to be in the end of our 20s, right? Um, yeah. It's been a fun ride. I, I, I've had a great time in my 20s. 
Uh, <laughs> it's been a ride, that's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I just think about, like, growing up. Like, what what's coming? Like, what's next? Like, what, okay, where where are we going with this? Like, and... I'm just thinking about, okay, where can you improve? What What's some bad behavior you want to leave behind? And I've just thought about some of the bad behavior that I have or just some kind of the undesirable behavior that I have that I want to leave behind that I'm trying to grow out of. And then I was thinking, okay, okay so you find something that in yourself that's a bad – that's something you don't like about yourself, right? Yep. Now, why is that? Why does that exist? Why do you have that bad behavior or undesirable trait? And that's, I guess, what led me to the whole reasons versus excuses thing. It's like, you know, like say I'm um, – say I like to swear a lot, right? Like I do like to swear a lot. Yeah. I have no excuse for that. There's no excuse for why I, I like to swear as much as I do or, you know, there's there's no good excuse, right? Like it's – I mean it's just the reason is I like cursing and sometimes it helps me relieve – like it helps me express emotion more either effectively or explicitly. That's the reason, right? Like that's something I don't necessarily know if I want to change that about myself, but like that's, that, that's another example, right? So I say all that to say me and Justin, we're going to go through like a couple of our things that we've discovered or, you know, come to realize about ourselves that, you know, these are bad behaviors or bad traits that we what we we just have reasons for. We don't have excuses. Like there's no excuse, just reason. Just reasons, no excuse. There's no good excuse for this, right? Yeah. So I was gonna start. I had two. I figured we could both do two. Um, or Justin, if you want to go into several. I mean, I think you're pretty awesome. I don't. I'll be very interested to hear yours because I think you know mine. Uh, but I don't. I don't really know about yours. I'm really looking forward to hearing what yours are. Um. <laughs> But uh, the one like the 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 one I brought up when we talked last was, and I've been dealing with this probably for years. I am a uh, I am a romantic, I guess like intimate, sexual, whatever you want to label it. Like that side of my life, I am a romantic opportunist. In the fact that. I've cheated on women before. I've I don't like to be in committed relationships because I feel confined. And like I've avoided that a lot in my life because I'm always curious. I'm in the back of my mind, I always think there's someone better out there. Even with the like I've been with great girls. I've been with awesome awesome women. And in the back of my mind, I still look at other women. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know, like, that's that's just natural for guys, especially guys in their 20s, right? Hell, some guys never grow out of it. There are probably 80-year-old men in fucking nursing homes that are like, hey, did you check out that new nurse we got working in here? Like, it's like, it's just, it's part of being a guy. But that's not an excuse. Like, I don't know, man. I just have always been that way. You've always had the... Uh the grass is greener outlook. Yeah, and I don't know where that, like I said, I don't know where that came from. Uh, because on the flip side, my brother, just him, like, because we did grow up in the same household, like, we pretty much were exposed to almost the same things. He's a serial monogamist. 
and I don't want to get I don't want to go into his like you know dating history or whatever without him present but we couldn't be more different like I I think of monogamy and I think of like exclusivity as I mean a cliched ball and chain but I feel like you're limiting yourself you're confining yourself like I feel like you're putting arbitrary like you're boxing yourself in and uh, the example I always use is because I was talking to a good friend, Ben, uh, ben Casson, a uh, friend of the pod, frequent guest. He was dating a girl at the time, and he had to, like he had to explain this to me, dude. Like I never, no one had ever explained this to me, and it really did change my like outlook on this. Like it 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 brought to her head like, oh, this is a problem. Like I don't realize I didn't. This it doesn't come natural to me. So he was dating a girl. He just started dating a girl. And a girl that he had, you know, wanted to get with for a long time who had a boyfriend. She bro- she was there was a chance she was going to break up with him. Break up with her boyfriend. Yeah. And so I asked Ben. I was like, "Oh, Ben, you know, so and so is about to be single, man." And he goes, "Yeah, uh that's a shame." I'm like, "Hey man, you know, maybe you should like give her a call." He's like, "I have a girlfriend, John." But the, the girl you've wanted for like a while now, she might be single. He's like, I'm spoken for. I'm like, but, but you, you could like, you're not married. You can like at least entertain the possibilities. Like I'm spoken for, man. I want to see where this goes. I'm like, but, but you like that girl probably better than the girl you're currently with. He goes, maybe I'm like, but like, dude, I felt like a fucking five-year-old dude. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I was like, but, but you, I was like, but he goes, I'm spoken for. I'm with this person. It doesn't matter what else is out there. I'm with this person right now. And I was like, but, but he goes, that's all there is to say. I was like, I don't know, man. I just, I have no excuse for this behavior. And it's been a bad, it's been a theme throughout my entire like life up until very recently. And I don't know where it came from. And you've you've known me for a while. You've heard me talk about this shit. So what do you what do you think about it? I mean, it, it's just that mind like it's just that mindset of you know instead of focusing on what you currently have. Yeah. You know, if you were to be dating someone, instead of focusing on what you have and how great that could be, and what it could build into, it's almost like that. Um, it's almost like instant satisfaction. Yeah. Like, instead of, you know, how, you know, how some people don't want to be, don't want to be work to be good at something, they just want to instantly be great at it and call it a day. Yeah. So it, it's almost like a branch off of that to where instead of seeing the possibility of how great this current thing can be, you're hoping and or expecting the alternative to already be great yeah. instead of having to work for it. That's what that's what I'm getting out of it. It's, and again, like it's not the worst thing. Yeah. Because of course there are worse traits that you can have, and it is, you know, it is some kind of understandable. And like I understand that mindset and how you can you know get to that thought process and everything. So it's it's a trait that could definitely be worked on, but it's not you know, end-of-the-world, you know, worst personality trait you can have. Yeah, dude, I just... Like, there have been girls that I was like, oh, man, I would, you know, 
I'd marry her tomorrow if she gave me the shot. But, like, those have been few and far between, man. And I just, I don't know. I guess I'm addicted to the chase. Like, I'm always addicted to the possibility. Because, like, when you get someone, when they're with someone, and then, like you said, you start having to work at something, it becomes real. It becomes tangible. It becomes, there's, there's reality to it, I guess. It becomes a relationship. Yeah, and that requires, like, discipline. That requires effort. That requires, you know, actually building. Yeah. And the chase doesn't require that. The chase is just like, okay. And then I guess there's, like, the chase is also has some finality to it. Like, it's like, if I do this, if I get this, that's the goal. That's the trophy. That's the finish line. That's, like... I've caught, like, if you want to put it in sports terms, if you go fishing, like, I caught the fish. Okay, now yeah. what do you do with the fish? It's like, oh, shit, I got to do something with this fish now? It's like, I guess I've just always been addicted to the chase. Like, that's always been my mindset. Like, on to the next one. It's like, I... I you're, you're very catch and release. Yeah, and I don't... Which is a shame, because, like, again, I've told you, I've been with some great girls, and trust me, you know this, and I'll, I'll let the audience know. There have been some girls that I have screwed over or just mismanaged their relationship that have gone on, and I'm like, damn, why did I fuck that up? Why the fuck did yep. I fuck that up? And it's only up until re- very recently that I realized, like, I was always aware of the problem, but I was never aware, I couldn't articulate the reason. Like, it's like, I yep. can't, I was always like, that's a problem, but I don't know how I fix it or how it got there. And only now in like the past couple of years have I started to art- be able to articulate it and be like that. So I don't know, man. I, 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 I think that's why I've, I've – well, it also leads to my second problem that we're going to get to after yours. But like I don't know. It's just why I guess I'm comfortable being a bachelor because I've always just been like, ex- like expected myself to be single. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man. What's uh? I don't know. I, it's just something I had to work on. That's it's something I'm still working on. But let's move on to yours, man. What's hit me with your first one, dude? I'm very curious about this. So I guess one thing that I've always had a, a problem with is um like dedication towards something I want to do without the Oh, without proper oversight, if that if that makes sense. Okay. Like, like for example, like I want to be able to go to the gym more regularly, and you know, and stay in some kind of better shape than I am. Like I'm trying to go to the gym uh, currently because I'm going to Magfest, which is a big convention in National Harbor, mm-hmm. and I'm going as a video game character, and I cannot, and I need to be in better shape to pull off that character. All right. But I'll go to the gym for like a couple days for like a week or two Mm. and then I'll slack off and then stop going and then that'll be it. Yeah. So, like I did swim team for almost two decades. Yeah. And, you know, with a coach and a team around, I was able to push myself, I was able to stay on a regimen, I was able to stay focused and continue working out. Mm-hmm. But 
left my own devices, I find excuses, going back to that topic. Yeah. I find excuses like, oh, I'm a little too tired, I want to sleep in, or oh, I didn't get enough sleep last night, or oh, I'm running late to work, I can't. And I'll make up all these re- all these excuses to not go to the gym. Yeah. When they're they're and, not, they're they're reasons. They're not excuses. Like you're you're just giving reasons to rationalize away not going to the gym, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's with that, and it's like that with everything, which I'm trying to work on now. Yeah. You know, you know, I've been trying to get some kind of a degree or get out of the restaurant business for you know for a while now, but yeah. whenever an opportunity would come, I would half-ass go towards it to try and get out of my current predicament, slack off, miss the opportunity, I'm still doing restaurants. Mm. But currently, I have friends of mine that have been pushing me into a new job and teaching me, you know, all these things I need to learn on my own in order to potentially get the job and progress forward. Yeah. So it's something I'm trying to work on now and like learning this job and getting these certificates and, you know, cleaning up my resume and my cover letter and doing all these things to where I can get this job and this better uh, opportunity mm-hmm. and go forward that way. So it's it's something I'm currently pushing to be better at. So would you say it's a, it's a lack of self-discipline? Like you work better as a unit and not necessarily as a as an, I guess an individual? Like as far as like you need you need a, you need an infrastructure around you. You need a support system around you to accomplish your goals, and you can't just do it on your own. Is that is that kind of what you're saying? Left my own devices, I slack off way too much, and I give myself too many excuses to not do the thing. But you feel you're better. Get, yeah, you feel you're better on a team. Yes, I, I feel better on a team or with somebody around to help push me to do those things but it's also hard because I don't want to bother people with like hey can you make sure I do this thing because again, I'm an adult I don't need looking after yeah. but that kind of like paradox of I need help and structure but I don't want to go to other people because I'm a grown adult I should know how to do this on my own back yeah man that's real that's very real like we 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 think because we're adults we should have everything figured out and be able to handle stuff on our own. Not the case. Like not the case. Like that that's one of the big things they don't tell you about being an adult. Like they just tell you like I guess I mean I don't think anyone told me this but like you think that as an adult you'll have it all figured out and be like no matter what happens I can handle this on my own. It's like that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like I tell you like very similarly, like, I had the hardest time opening up to people as far as my problems go. But luckily I had people like you and my family in my life that, like, I thought I could handle these issues on my own. Like, these internal angst and internal, like, anxieties and depression. I thought I could handle this on my own, but I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I literally can't do it on my own. So, I mean, yeah. It's part of growing up, man, is realizing your weaknesses and you know, ask your problem when you need it. So what do you, so is, is that the, is that where you think it comes from? This like, I guess this, 
uh, paradigm that like adults, I'm an adult, I should be able to, I need to learn how to handle this on my own. So it comes from a good place, at least. Yeah, it comes from a good place, but it just feels like, you know, it just, it hinders more than, than it helps sometimes. Because yeah. to get that help, you need to not be, for at least my case, stop being a stubborn. Yeah. And actually, hey, make sure I do this thing. Hey, help push me to do this. You think it's a it's an issue of pride? Like if you were to if we were to label it to or if we were to link it to like one of the seven deadly sins, right? Like just as an example, you think it goes back to pride? It, it's probably a combination of pride and small. <laughs> yeah. Because I, because truly, I'm a lazy son of a bitch, and I don't want and I hate going out of my way to do you know too many things because I'd like to just be comfortable and relaxed and take it easy. Mm. But then when it comes to, you know, if I need help or something, that's where the pride kicks in. Like, I don't need help. I can do this on my own. I got this. Don't worry. I got it. Yeah. And they, they definitely go hand in hand. Like, man, I am so lazy. I really need to do this and get this done. I need help. No, you don't. You don't need help. You can do this on your own and so on, so on, so forth. Yeah. I think, it, yeah, it goes back to pride, man. And it goes back to, I... It, it kind of leans into my next one, but like you kind of realize, I want to be behind the wheel, even if the car is going off the cliff, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> at least I could say, at least I drove myself off the cliff. <laughs> I, I don't have to worry about anybody else driving me off because I'm doing. It. Yeah, it's like I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man, that kind of leads into mine. My second one. Uh, First off, thank you for sharing that with me. Uh, I was not yeah. aware. I, 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 I guess I have rosy, rose-tinted versions, idealized versions of my friends. Like I, I, I have a hard time, especially you, man. I just think you're so optimistic and so great. It's hard to hear like you having, uh, you struggling with things because I just think you're you're my guy. You're my guy. I go to like, bro. Like I need help. <laughs> so to think about you needing help with things, it's like what? Say what? <laughs> But, like... Nobody's perfect, man. I will guarantee you that. Yeah, nobody is. But my my thing is, like, it goes back to my first thing, and it kind of has a little bit of what you were talking about, is I've been a loner my entire life. Like, I, I mean, I've had plenty... It's not like I've been shunned or I've been, like, ostracized. I've just always been a loner. Like, I've always... I've all, I've been in groups of friends. I've had plenty of groups of friends. Like I can do well. I socialize very well. Uh, but I guess I'm an introvert. Like I really am. Like I don't. I'm I'm very friendly and cordial to people. Like you know, that I don't know. Like if you were to if I were to go to a restaurant, I'm very nice and very friendly to the the staff. I go to a a, a, a grocery store or a drugstore or something like that, and I'm very friendly to the cashier. Um, I like to be very friendly to people. But I never felt the need to have people with me all the time. Like, especially with di- like with cell phones now and texting. Texting was made for people like me. We can just talk when I want to talk to you and when you want to talk to me. And it's random and it's on our own schedules. And I don't have to worry about, like, dealing with people I don't want to deal with at the time. And I've always yeah. been that way. Like, I've always been that way. Like, my brother... Uh, said on a pod just uh, last episode, like in the neighborhood we grew up in, 
Like, we lived in that neighborhood for 10 years. And there were kids on that block that didn't know my brother had a... That, that I existed. Like, he had a little brother. Like, I just... I was always like, I want to be in my room. I want to be, you know, comfortable, like you said. And I've always been that way. Like, I... I like doing it my way. I like doing it, doing my own thing. Like, when, since I've moved to Austin. I have people I know in town, like, usually through work. Um, but I don't have any... I don't have a group of friends. Like, I don't... I don't have a best friend that lives in town. There are people I know, like, if I was dying, I could be like, could you take me to the hospital? Yeah. Uh, but I don't... I don't have... All my best friends, all my closest friends, like, you live in Virginia. Like, I think that's a big reason why our relationship works so long for so well and so long like i didn't need you like we always wanted to be or hanging out with each other and i'm sure if we lived together or lived around each other we would hang out all the time but i didn't need you down the street from me or around the block from me like i didn't need that um but i've always been that way like uh i remember this is a this is an example at the elementary school i went to uh christ the king i've spoke on it before uh this is a very uh poignant memory for me uh, I remember I was with my group of friends. I had a group of guys, group of little boys that I hung out with, right? Like it's like 11 or 12 or some shit like that. And I, I remember I was eating. We always ate lunch together in the cafeteria, like you know, kids do and shit like that. And I don't remember what happened, but I just remember I was like, I don't want to sit with them today. I want to sit by myself, like by myself. So I did. I was like, guys, I, I'm, I'm gonna go sit over there. And I don't remember what the fuck they said, but I don't think they caused a fuss about it. Uh, so I sat by myself and just ate lunch. And, like, I remember I did that for, like, the entire week that week. And I remember, like, the two, second or third day, like, one of the teachers was like, are you all right? Like, did someone say something? Are you good? Like, concerned? I'm like, no. Just felt like eating by myself. And yeah. I, I just do. And I've always been that way. And I've always preferred to go it on my own. I hate waiting on people. Like, I'm the worst... I'm the worst person in a group project. Like, I'm always like, I would much rather do this assignment by myself. I don't want to have to rely on other people. And I don't know where that comes from. I guess it's my impatience. Like, I'm really one of the most impatient people on the planet. Like, I hate waiting on other people. Like, I will be miserable and go, like... And fuck up something if it means I didn't have to wait on someone. And yeah, so you'd, you'd rather drop the car off the cliff as long as you're by yourself. Yeah, if it's a shortcut, fuck it. Let's let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it also goes back to this this issue of control and comfort. Yeah, because I'd rather be in control of my situation than have to deal than have to deal with someone else's baggage or stuff. And it, it goes back to comfort. It's like, I just, like, I don't live with anyone. And I don't want to live with anyone ever again for the rest of my life because I like having my own place and I love having my own space. And I don't like having to deal with other people's mess or presence when I don't want to. And I like being able to listen to music in my entire apartment, whatever music I want, whatever volume. Like, I don't like de- having to worry about other people's uh, preferences or stuff like that. I just prefer to go it alone a lot, and it's. I think it's unhealthy. It really is unhealthy because that's how people wind up losing touch with people and cutting themselves off from society. Like that's how people become hermits. And I don't want to be a hermit. Luckily, there are people in my life that will 
fucking kill me before they let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's real because – and I'm concerned, Justin, because I feel like that's where society is going. Like disconnected from human interaction, um, digital everything, uh, lot lot less communal things going on. Like they're out there, but they're getting smaller, and they're not. And they're you know, people prefer to be in group chats than go out to have a bite as a group. Like it's like, or go have a drink as a group. Like people are not really into that anymore. It feels so. I just I really think it just goes back to and there's there's been some misery and like loneliness that comes along with this but at least again it's like I'll be miserable as long as I know it was my choice. How fucked that's fucked up. Well, it's also, you know, that that kind of piggybacks onto, you know, it's better to be lonely by yourself than to feel lonely in a group of people. Yeah, because then you're bad company. Because then you start to get, you know, start to pull inside yourself. Yeah. You know, you know, you feel bad for feeling bad, and then it just kind of compounds on top of one another. Yeah, and I mean, I don't. I've never been diagnosed. I think we talked about this when I talked about my sobriety. I, I've never been actually diagnosed with social anxiety, but I feel like I have social anxiety. Like I don't do well around massive groups of people. Yeah. And. That was one of my concerns about when I quit drinking because I would drink to lighten up around those situations because I don't do well. I'm very much about personal space. Like I don't like people invading my personal space. I like being comfortable. I don't – it's just not worth it for me to be miserable like in a crowd. Like I don't like doing that and that's why I prefer to like stay in. It's like I don't want to deal with that and – but I feel like that's that's a formula or that's a recipe for missing out so much in life because I'm either afraid or averse to that experience because, oh, there might be a little bit of, you know, a little bit of discomfort. But overall, yeah. it'll be awesome. Yeah, I feel you, man. It's fucked up. And I've, again, I've always been that way. And... And there was nothing – I don't think there was anything that happened to me that just like made me want to – like no group of people ever like shunned me publicly and I was like, fuck groups, fuck people, who needs them? There's nothing ever like that. Like it's been, it's remarkable how supportive and just non-judgmental people have been in my life as far as I'm concerned. But I've just always been that way. Like I, I, I don't know. I just prefer to be solitary, you know? But that's dangerous. It's dangerous because it's addicting and it can be – I mean again, that's how people like – that's how like people don't – real people die in their apartments and their bodies aren't discovered for like a week because no one's checking in on them. Yeah. It's – I don't know. It's – I'm working on it. I'm trying to get back out there. I'm trying to like go out and stuff like that but it's hard. It's really hard to make friends as an adult. Like that's a real thing. Like – it's really weird unless you are thrown into like what you were describing, like a group of people with similar interests and stuff like that. It's it's hard to make lifelong friends in your 20s and 30s because you pretty much made all your friends and and it's like you're not nearly as – like a lot of people make friends in school and at their work um, and you know some a lot those a lot of those opportunities, especially in your 20s and 30s, are disappearing. 
So, yeah. Yeah, because by the time you hit your late, your late 20s, early 30s, you're kind of locked into... Who you are. Who you are and how you like things, and it's kind of hard to branch outside of that. And I'm just, I just worry because, like, I've met people in their 40s and 50s who are stuck in their ways and just say, fuck the rest of the world. I am who I am, and I don't need to change for anything. And that scares the hell out of me, man. That really scares the hell out of me that, like, you become you can become so hardened and so set on your ways that when people try to point out the, your flaws or your something unhealthy in your life, you're just so resistant and just so, you know, Better. yeah, you're just, you don't, you don't take it, you just dismiss it. You just dismiss it as like, the rest of the world is crazy. I don't need to worry about that. I'm fine the way I am. That scares the hell out of me, man. Well, the, at least the good thing is that it does scare the hell out of you. Yeah. And it helps keep you in check so that way you don't, you know, go that route of saying, you know what? Fuck this. And, you, and then you're gone. Yeah. At least it still scares the hell out of you to, enough to where it's something you want to change. Yeah, and I, as much as I don't like being around people, I love people. I really genuinely love people. Like, I don't... People can be stupid, but I can be stupid. Like, everyone is stupid. Like, I I like people. I'm not averse to meeting new people. I, I have no issue with meeting new people. I, I don't mind it at all. Like, I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll make small talk with you. I just need, like, if I talk to someone... If I spend, like, three hours out with a group of people... I probably need to take the rest the next day like completely to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I'm terrible yeah. on that's why I'm terrible on vacations. Cause like like if I go spend like my all day with someone with someone else or like a group of people, I probably need like a day to be by myself. Like at least like it's just and I I could think that ties back to why I'm single. Why I've been single my entire life because the idea of like living with someone romantically or intimately like that i'm like i'm just like i need to get away from you like can you like go away for a day and then like if you're living (laughs) together you're kind of like stuck together it's just like oh god fuck that i don't know how y'all do it i really don't know how y'all do it (laughs) well i mean like right now with david moore and everything i'll spend most of my time over at her place just because it's you know 10 minutes around the corner yeah. from work yeah. and downtown and everything. And it's easier to go over there and I enjoy your company. But there's sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm going to go home for like a night or two just so I can actually spend some time at home. Yeah. And it's nice to be able to, you know, come home and I have my own room. Yeah. I have my TV, my PlayStation in my room, so I don't really need to leave and I'm on a bathroom. Oh, I don't nice. really need to go out in the public, quote unquote, like the main living room. Yeah. Apart from getting food. Yeah. So if I wanted isolation, I have it. Yeah. And, it's, and trust me, you're not you're not alone in that aspect of you know if I'm with someone, I don't want to have to be around them all the time, and yeah. I need some time for myself because you're not the only one that think, that feels that way. Yeah, man, I just I just wonder about like I guess that's where man caves came from. Like like married men who've been with their wives for years and they're like spend like outside of work 
like working, and then they come home yep. and they have to spend like every evening and probably all their weekends together. Like I, I guess guys are just like I need my own space. Like I just need my own thought space. Like I need my own like, like room where my shit exists and the rest of the world doesn't. <laughs> yeah, man caves, man sheds, whatever you want to call it. That's why there's like dedicated. Why some people have that dedicated space because it's their space and it's where they can go and they know once they're in that space, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I always referred to my tying it back to comic book stuff I always when I growing up I always referred to my room as my fortress of solitude like I'm just like I get it like I just need to be alone like please and that's the other thing and well I'll, I'll quit harping on this because I want to get to yours and then we can get to the questionnaire like I, you can't tell people it sounds really dickish when you tell someone I just need to be away from the world right now and I guess that yeah, the inference is that includes you like it's like it's like I don't it's not that I don't I don't like you. It's not that I don't want to be or it's not that I don't love spending time with you. I just need my private I need more of my privacy and my isolation than spending time with others because if I ha- if I lost even the slightest bit of my isolation or privacy, I would go crazy. And I guess that is yeah. what makes me an introvert. I don't know. No, dude, trust me. You're you're pretty good acquire on that one. I totally understand that. Okay, so what's your what's your last one, and then we'll get to the questionnaire. I guess my last one kind of piggybacks off of uh, my first one. Yeah, but my but it's more of I have too many interests that I can't focus on one. Oh yeah, that make that. Yeah, like because if, if you just. Um, like, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now as, like, a reference point. And I have Dante's Inferno next to a book on New Orleans and after Katrina. Yeah. Which is next to a astrophysics book. And then there's also Restaurant Success by the Numbers, Jean-Paul Satire, Being and Nothing is Philosophy. Sart. There's uh, Dust Book. Uh, I can never pronounce this right. Zarathustra. Oh, uh, Dust Book Zarathustra. Yeah. By Nietzsche, right? So, uh, yeah, Nietzsche. Yeah. And I also have, you know, the Book of the Sith. Uh, I have a, a Glenn Beck book that my parents gave me. Oh, I have Lord. World War Z. <laughs> I have Presidential Command on how to do. Uh, inter- international relations. I have a book on psychopaths and mental illness. And I have all these different books and all these different interests that I just can't focus on one. Yeah. Like, I just, I want to know about everything. Everything interests me and nothing at the same time. I think, I think we had a conversation about this. Like, I think we had a long conversation about this in the past where I was like, I think we were talking about God, right? And without going into that, but we were talking about, I was like, if you could talk to God, like, one-on-one, what would you ask him? And I think mine was, yo, what the fuck were you thinking when you did all this shit? And I think you said, you said you wanted him to tell you everything. Like, everything. Like, you wanted him to show you all knowledge in all of existence. Like, I think that, I I think that's a conversation. It's probably we talked about this. I can't remember when, though. Yeah, I... 
I know we've had the conversation. It was probably the conversation before yesterday. Oh no, it was. Yeah, dude, it was probably it felt it was either months or years ago, dude. It was a long time ago, but who knows? Anyway, I, I definitely remember that conversation. But yeah, like I, I want to know, like, like the ocean floor, like what is down there that we don't know, and I want to be able to go to God and say, hey, just make all the water as transparent as possible, make light go all the way down, so we can just see what's down there. Okay. Like I want to know. Like I want to be able to travel and see a, like a star born in a nebula. I want to be able to look inside of a mind and know how different receptors work. Yeah, and like I just want to know everything, but I can't focus enough to know like a certain topic or uh, theme to go anywhere with. It. So, what do you think the reason is? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just ironic in its own sense. I'm like, I want to know all these things, all these things, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you think it ties into your, you feel overwhelmed. It's like this analysis paralysis where you're like, I don't know where to start and I don't know what to pick, so I just get overwhelmed. It might be. I might just get like, know just enough about something. Like, oh yeah, I think I know this. Yeah. And then I put it aside and continue on to whatever's next. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, I I, I got to give it to you. Like I agree. Like I gave up on that a long time ago. There were times where I was like, man, I want to read all these books. I want to know all this stuff. But I realized like there's only many, there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so much time and energy you have, and that's why I don't feel bad about like. I like to try and broaden my horizons, but I don't need to broaden my horizons as much as, like, some people. Because there's always going to be someone smarter than you. There's always going to be someone dumber than you. So it's like, fuck it. Do what you want to do. But I, I yeah. feel you on it, man. I, I completely understand you. There's so many things you want to do. And there's so many things you want to learn about and so many things you want to see. But it's like, where the fuck do you start? And it's like, where? how do I just pick? Like, where? Do, how do I manage this? How do I prioritize this? Yeah, it's... And I guess it comes back around to like, you know, doing the job thing, you know, finding something and yeah. sticking with it. Yeah. You know, like, I would love, love to have gotten into like astrophysics. Yeah. And, you know, theoretical stuff. But, A, I don't have the brain power for it. And B, I don't have the patience to try and get my brain up to that level of mathematics. Yeah. Because I struggled and barely passed trig with a C and there and astrophysics is on like calculus 11 yeah 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 so to be able to climb that ladder would take a lot of dedication and a lot of patience and a lot of just like perseverance and pushing to learn it which I just don't have because I just pass <laughs> yeah and what you what, what I would peel from that as well is like say you did choose astrophysics and then because you are not at the level you would want to be to just be a, as effective at it as you are as you want to be it would require a lot of time and energy and th- and by making that choice to invest all that time and energy in that you're sacrificing like your other options like instead of like instead of you're go- uh, well if going with astrophysics instead of that you're you're not necessarily like traveling as much as you want to see or reading other topics you would want to read about or experiencing other things you want to experience so it's like 
it's very hard to choose. The choice is a hard thing sometimes because you're like, I have so many great choices in front of me, ahead of me, like in front of me, right? Like you're like, how do I choose? Like what do I figure out what I really want to spend my time on? Yeah. It's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pain in the ass. That's what it is. It's a pain in the ass, man. Yeah, man, it's, I, I, but I, but I think what, in in closing, neither one of us are perfect. Lord knows neither one of us are perfect. And, you know, as long as we recognize the issues and at least in our minds to a satisfactory degree, make efforts to work on them. um, Yeah. I think that's all you can expect or ask for, right? Like at the end of the day, in my opinion, all the only person you have to answer to at the end of the day is yourself and i mean fuck as long as you're not hurting someone and then the the law comes into the picture uh the only person you have to answer to at the end of the day is yourself and then you have to realize hey man everything you all the bad shit in your life all the stuff all the problems you have with your character or your makeup right like it's in your power to fix them you just have to want to fix them (laughs) exactly yeah it's uh, uh yeah. What is it? Uh, the first step is realizing you have a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so at least at least we're getting that much done. I mean that's I mean yeah, but the that's like step one of like a hundred. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's a step which I will take. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a bitch, man. Like I, I just don't I I don't think either one of us want these problems to continue later on in our lives even though they may because here's the other fucked up thing about problems like monkeys on your back you know your baggage and shit like that you can take care of it and be good for years but you could easily slip back into it it's always there like you could like you could master it but you could lose grip and you could fall right back into bad habits at any given time that's the other fucked up thing (laughs) it's very very unforgiving yeah, man, it doesn't go away. Like, uh, you 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 have to learn how to program yourself to not do that shit. But that programming can slip away, dude. Like, you can get exhausted, beat down, and just fall back into the worst fucking habits. It, it's definitely one of those things. Like going back into you know getting older. Those are habits that are usually that are supposed to develop you know at a younger age. So yeah. now that we're older, it's kind of hard to make that happen. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, as it were. Yeah, but luckily we're not too old. Like, fucking, I'm excited about my 30s, man. Like, I've fucked around and done some dumb shit in my 20s, and I'm sure I'll do some dumb shit in my 30s and my 40s and my 50s if, Lord, Lord granted, I make it that long. Um, I'm excited because, like, I feel like I've learned so much. Like, I feel like I've learned so much in my 20s. Like, hey, it's all right. You're not... Be- you're not perfect, but you're not killing anybody. You're not hurting anybody. Just don't hurt yourself or other people, and you're good, man. Just try and do the best you can. Don't be an asshole. Don't do heavy drugs. Yeah. Tip your server and live a good life. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> okay, you ready to knock out this questionnaire? Yeah, man. All right, let's do this. Okay, uh, what's a skill or craft you want to learn one day? This was kind of hard for me to, like, figure out again like we just talked about yeah like we just talked about (laughs) there's a lot of things I would love (laughs) 
to be able to do or a skill to have, but I think one thing that's always kind of stuck out yeah. is blacksmithing. Nice. Like, just old school blacksmithing, just because I just love the, like, the hands-on, yeah. you know, hard work to it, and it's like a physical product that you can see yourself working on and it coming to fruition. Yeah. You know, I, uh, one of these days I'm going to get into cars. Like, I'm going to learn how the fuck a car works. Like, I kind of know, but I don't know the technical shit to where the point, like, say, like, if I had to take my car in the shop. I always call my yeah. stepdad to be like, hey, they said this is wrong. What do you think? He's like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. You sound good. Just make sure, you know, this or that. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I want to be able to not have to call other people for that kind of insight. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be able to go to a car shop yeah. and know exactly what needs to be done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or if, like, something happens, I could look at, I could pop the hood of my car and be like, I think it's this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show, off the top of my head that I can think of, would probably be uh, Sherlock, the BBC yeah. show. Yeah. Just because it's, it's cleverly written. Yeah. The actors are on point. The stories are great. And it's, you know, it's a, and it's a nice, like, th- three or four episode series. Yeah. And only show that would come that also comes to mind as a great show I love to watch would be, of course, Game of Thrones. Yeah. But I feel like that show, like I love this show. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, I, and I'm a total like I have Game of Thrones games and memorabilia and everything, and I love this show. But I feel like it gets so much hype. Yeah. That it's like, oh, you're gonna say Game of Thrones because it's such a great show. It's like it's it, very it, popular. But there are other answer, yeah. good shows out there like. Sherlock. Yeah, and you're one of the dudes I you're one of the people I ta- I text during the episodes. Like when we were watching this past season like last year, like we were texting afterwards like, "Dude, dude, dude, oh my god, dude." Like that shit, that kind of shit. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I feel you on that. I really think Sherlock is a great example of less is more. Like you don't need 10, 15, 20 episode hour-long episode seasons. Like just make like 3 or 4 really good episodes. That's all you yeah. really need. It doesn't take much. Yeah. Okay. As long as it's done right, it's, you don't need much. Yeah. What's something, you know, a joke, a movie, a video, a meme, something like that, what's something that makes you laugh every time? So, I think the one video, it's a, it's the meme, I guess, yeah. that gets me every single time is the screaming Grinch and like a yoga thing. <laughs> what? So it's like this person, they're dressed up as the Grinch, and they're sitting in the yoga studio. All right, hold on. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. Uh Uh-oh. The Grinch tries yoga. Let's see this shit. (laughs) Do you hear any of that? I couldn't hear it, but I've seen it so many times, I know exactly what's going on. He's like, they're like, release the voice, the, the noises trapped in your body, and he starts screaming. I'm going to put that link in the show notes so people could check it out if they want. That was pretty fucking funny. No, that gets me every every time it comes around. <laughs> I, I lose it. it Who the fuck the came up with I that? Thought, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Who the fuck came up with that? <laughs> I don't 
god, that's so good. Uh, <laughs> even with you describing like before I watched it what it was, I still thought that was great. I'm surprised you haven't seen it before. No, all right. No, I haven't. I had not seen that. Um, okay. Uh, who was your first crush? My first crush was like this. Took a second for me to like. Just for the record, back. you could it could be someone you know or like a celeb, like when you were a kid or something like that. Like for me, it was Amy Jo Johnson, the Pink Power Ranger. First crush, like for like for real. I think my first crush, character wise, was probably Ariel, <laughs> the Little Mermaid. I mean. She was drawn, like, very, uh, liberally, I'll say. <laughs> that was probably my first ever, like, character cartoon crush. Yeah. And I think my first, like, in-person crush was probably, oh, what's her name? Uh, Victoria, maybe? From Christ the King, like, way back in the day. A girl you went to elementary yeah, school I was, with. I was in my own thought, like, where is it? I think it was Christ the King. I just can't remember her like her actual name. That's fine. Yeah, but what were you like, like first or second grade? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's. Uh... It, it, it was a while back, and I just remember her just being like, "She's kind of cute." She was the bee's knees, as they say, right? Yeah. Okay, what's your uh, favorite dessert? Mint chocolate chip ice cream. That Hands is down. so oddly specific. <laughs> Okay. And they have a marshmallow s'more ice cream. Ooh. Ooh. And it is out of this world amazing. So either that ice cream or like a really good just mint chocolate chip. Would you believe I can't stand mint chocolate chip? Yes. <laughs> yes, because I've had that debate with so many people. Like, how do you like that? Like, I guess it, it is one of those things you either, it's either, it really is one of those things, like, it's like, you either love it or hate it. Like, it's like, there's really no in-between there. Yeah, no, it's, it's not for everyone, but for the people it is, it's a top favorite. Yeah, I know it's, I remember my brother liked it growing up. I don't know if he still likes it, but, uh, I can't, I don't think chocolate and mint belong with each other, but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> uh... Okay, if you could trade places with a famous and or powerful person alive today for like a day, a week, a month, however long, who would it be? Bill Gates. Would just because yeah. the man can just sits around and makes stupid amounts of money. I mean... To where <laughs> he can go anywhere and do anything without any financial repercussions. I don't know, man. That feels like he has way too much power. Like, Bill Gates... I think could like topple a government if he wanted to. Like it, that just sounds so. I don't think I'd want access to that power, dude. See, but that's the thing. I wouldn't use it for the power. I would just use it for the money and being able to travel and eat and do everything that I wanted that I would do if I had that kind of money. Yeah, I feel you. I just like, yeah. Hi, I'm Bill Gates. I'm gonna take a month off and not worry about anything because I can buy, and that would be it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, like, how do I say this? I don't think he's a bad dude. I don't think he, like, exploits anyone. I hope he doesn't. 
But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he lives a pretty cush life. I think cush is a very mild way of Yeah, an understatement. Right? <laughs> okay, so next question. Would you rather drive in a NASCAR race or a monster truck rally? Monster truck rally. It's so weird. You, like, yeah. Go you ahead. You couldn't pay me to drive in a circle It's not 500 a, times. It's not just a circle. It's not always just a circle, but it is a closed track, yes. You like to do most most NASCAR races are in an oval of some shape. Yeah, some kind of re- round shape. Yes. So, like an Indy race. Yeah, yeah, Formula One. I would yeah. do that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Formula One, I would do that because it's an actual course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going in a oblong circle five hundred times, I'm okay. But the. I, I don't, the thought of like driving like three feet from the car in front of you going like 200 miles per hour like that sounds so incredible it sounds incredible until you you know 20 laps in you're like okay what have I done oh man I don't know about that that would be I don't know which one I would pick I think I'd lean towards NASCAR but Monster Truck sounds really fun as well I would do I would do Monster Trucks just because I would be able to crush things underneath me and it's so massive and powerful i would just get a kick out of just driving that yeah okay last uh last question and again thank you my brother for doing this and uh if you want to if you want to tie this into some of the uh i guess the vince the vent session we had at the back half of this episode you know where we had like confession time and stuff like that if you want to tie it into this but uh and tie it into that with this question um what's some good advice you would have had in the past like you could either tell you know past Justin, like, young Justin, or you would tell, like, a young person now? It would, like, if I were to tell a younger me or even just any kind of kid, yeah, I would tell them to think more for yourself and don't be pressured by what other people expect of you or want you to do. Because hmm. that's, you know, something that I've dealt with on a couple occasions where I've had where I had someone or some people influence a decision of mine that I then later regret yeah and that's school related it's personal related it's work related like it is across the board yeah that I've had someone in some way say hey you should do this or hey try doing this or no you really want to do this instead yeah and that influenced me enough to push me one way or another, and it came to be like, you know, I really wish I didn't listen to them. Yeah, and the fucked up thing about that is, like, usually it comes from a good place, or, like, they're trying to be helpful, and you should always at least hear people out, but yeah, you should probably, I mean, more often than not, I would recommend sticking to your gut, or, like, sticking to your guns. Exactly, and, it, and it's also one of the things where you try to confront that person about it, and, well, I just told you what I think that you should have done, but you're your own person, you could have made that decision yourself. <laughs> Absolved of all blame. <laughs> exactly, like, I just told you what to do, you didn't have to listen to me. <laughs> Gee, thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> See, this, is, this is why I don't give advice very often, because I'm the type of guy that's like, I mean, you could do this, but, I mean, it's fucking your life. Do what you want, man. <laughs> if I'm ever giving advice, that's how I always wrap it up. Like, hey, this is my own personal two cents. Whatever you do is up to you. This is just my own advice. Yeah, man. Okay? 
take it or leave it. I'm just giving this to you. After that, it's it's your choice. Your yeah. ball game. Here, here, and I think that'll do it for us today. Uh, like I said, guys, this will probably this might be the last episode of the year. I might be able to try and get another episode in uh, before the new year. We'll see how that goes, but we'll pick it up again in January if that's the case. If that's not the case, uh, thank you again, Justin. I know you have always been down since day one, literally since day one, to be on the pod. But I always appreciate it nonetheless, my brother. Hey, I always appreciate coming back on, man. I always have a blast talking with you, covering all these topics and gambits with everyone to share with the world, give everyone a little bit of an insight. Yeah. So. It's fucked up because, like, I have so many people that want to be on and so many people I want to have on that, like, that's why, like, it goes months without having, like, you on since April. It's, it's like, dude, I want to have you on all the time, but it's like I have so many other people. I want to keep the repertoire, like, fresh and, like, rotating and stuff like that i just i i really i i i i want to have you on but it's like dude there's a there's a line (laughs) dude trust me i I, you don't have to explain anything to me brother it totally makes sense you're good yeah anyway that's gonna do it for us guys thank you for listening please like subscribe share with all your friends and families and strangers that you may come across uh if you want to reach out to us uh, the email is fafpodcast at gmail. We're on Twitter, uh, FAF, at fafpodcast. Uh, and, you know, you can always reach me on Facebook, uh, John S. Flores. I may or may not respond to those, but, you know, shoot your shot, man. That has been that was the lesson, right, last night, Justin? Try and shoot your shot regardless of the, of the peril. <laughs> it, can't, it can't hurt, man. It can't, it can't hurt. hurt. It can't hurt. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening, and I'll uh, talk to you later, Justin. Thanks again, man. Yeah, man, y'all be good. All right, I'll catch you later, man. Bye. Bye.